All right, welcome to the Cat's Pod, episode three, week five of our short season so far. Still learning some things. Um, the final score of this game, Portland State versus Montana State, was 38-22 in the favor of our Bobcats. Um, Eric, I'm, I'm Ben Christians. I'm joined by the illustrious co-host. The uh, somewhat pissy and a little in in some aspects, Eric Lover. Mm. Um, were you like happy with this win? Well, let me preface everything with saying thank you again for not betting on our Bobcat. <laughs> Appreciate that we got another win. You didn't spoil it for us, so feel like got to shout you out for that. Yeah. You didn't bet on <laughs> it. We win. I feel like if we wanted to blame anybody about betting, it would be Montana Sportsbet. Like, Montana Sportsbet needs to take all of the blame for their terrible, terrible betting lines. Are we Are we going to get into that right now? Because I feel like we should. I mean, we can start it off with that. Okay, let, let, let's start with the over-under for this game. It is just atrocious. 66 and a half points. That's unbelievable. Wow. That's a lot of points. How is that the over? Because I mean, you could you could maybe kind of see that happening this game, but I don't know, man. It, that's just it's just too much. And then the spread, you know they they wanted twenty. I don't have my sports ticket 26 here. Twenty six and a half, or 25 I think it was twenty five and a half. Twenty five and a half. And twenty five and a half is a huge win, which I didn't. I didn't think that wasn't going to happen today. I yeah. honestly, I thought maybe that that was a real possibility. But you know, I just I, I'm pretty sure if you went on any other app, which we tried to, they're not legal in Montana, yeah. so you can't even sign up for an account. Guarantee you, Montana. Guarantee the odds are better because that's just garbage. Garbage betting on a game, but. All that aside, thank you for not betting on the Cats. <laughs> yeah. we won. I did. I did help them out. You know, we won. I help them out every week just by not putting putting any money down. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I think that I think that you doing that is a credit to our winning streak right now. At this point, like if we start getting like a larger group of listeners, do you think we would even take a Montana sports bet? Like. As an advertiser, there is no way in hell I would support that that place. I don't no think way. I would let them pay me money to talk about them. Not like I talk chance. about them for free, but like I'm not going to talk positively about them, no way. <laughs> even for any no amount way. of money. <laughs> it, it's such garbage, man. It's they are garbage, and I am perfectly okay saying that in front of our tens of listeners oh tens we got we got double decades <laughs> on the last episode we are climbing let me tell you montana sports bet is an absolute hatchet job yeah it's Can't terrible stand it okay let's let's get off the the betting <laughs> talk here in our oh, i mean we're gonna trash talk don't get me wrong yeah. but let's let's get off that uh what did you think about today I I was very very worried in the first half. 
Like I was, I was very, very scared. It was like that background mentality that every Montana state fan probably has was like, okay, is everything going to fall apart now? And it wasn't even like it was really falling apart. It was just like, they scored some, they scored some touchdowns. They made the outside of our secondary look a little bit weak because everything got past the line and then they were gone in the first half, or at least that's what it felt like. But Portland State was like a two-player team, for real. On offense, like defensively, nobody really stood out to me, but it was the running back and the quarterback, and they were both legit. Oh, yeah. But you should still stop it. Yeah. You know, they they were letting him through all over the place, that running back. I mean, he was – he gashed us hard for quite a while, and – you know, it's kind of one of those deals where if you know who the two playmakers are, you know, I guess that you can. I guess you could kind of say that that wide res- that wide receiver transfer they had was a part of the game. But in all reality, it was the quarterback, and it was that running back number seventeen. Yeah, that guy was very good. They were he, legit. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he finished. So he caught four passes for 49 yards, and he ran for 18 carries for 60 yards. I mean, he was, other than the quarterback, it felt like he was, a lot more than that, though. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it always looked like he was, you know, he'd run into our guys right at the line, and then he was, he was still going to get five, six yards after that. I guess that's why it was, like, just a half of football. Yeah, if he would have kept going on that pace, I think he probably would have had one twenty. But then the second half hit, and then the real Bobcats showed up oh, for the yeah. second half. Yeah. The real Bobcat defense showed up for the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, Brody Greeby, dude, he's legit. Man, was he harassing that boy in the backfield? Yeah, God he's good. Bless America. Oh my God, he is actually good. Yeah, he. I mean. The wa- watching him back there, I, he was all over him. He had that one, that one uh, penalty for mm-hmm. roughing the passer and everything. But I mean, he was there, and it's he like the right roughing the passer was like that's a bang bang thing where it's like yeah. he pushes over the quarterback, like maybe a second and a half after he threw the ball. And I know you're supposed to just step back and not yeah. do anything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's I like, mean, this is football. We're you're going to, fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're trying to hit people. Yeah. We're trying to make a statement. You know, they, they hit us with one, then they hit them with one. I mean, that's just the kind of game they were calling. But also um, there was the uncalled, like, on the, the punt return. I can't remember who was who our punt return, returner was on that. But he stepped out of bounds. <laughs> and the ref didn't blow the whistle, but then he just gets rocked. And it was like one of the highlights that they were playing throughout the entire game. Is this high? dude just getting rocked that technically should have been the same type of penalty? Was that Ty McCullough? I think it might have been Ty McCullough, been. number yeah. six. I think it might have been him. Anyway, yeah, dude, that guy smoked him on the sideline when he was long out of bounds. And then, you know, they get to chipping and, oh, God, that sideline was just all about it. But mm-hmm. either way, I mean, they they were going to call anything and everything in this game. Yeah, everything. Yeah, all the all the fouls were called. 
they didn't miss a single one of them. No, like, no. <laughs> no way. Oh, and, and, and they, it was like it wasn't like flashbacks to SDSU where it was like we're getting penalties every single play and it's just setting us back. Yeah. But it was like every chance they had, they were gonna call a penalty on the cat. Yeah, it was you're exactly right. I mean, every chance they had, even when it was and I don't want to get started here. <laughs> but no, I thought was, we were going to bring this up later. We thought we're, we were going, we're going to. I'm, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to. I'm going to step back. Okay, roll back. Yeah, we'll hit it later. Um, back to the main parts of the game. What do you think of Sean Chambers? Oh, Sean Chambers is a dude. Like yeah. he is the greatest. Uh, not the greatest, <laughs> <laughs> but Sean Chambers is. Very impressive. Yeah, we know what you mean. Um, we know during you mean. the during the first half when he overthrew, uh, who's number three? Number three is uh, Jared White. Jared White. Yeah. yeah, he overthrew a running back coming out there for like an like what seemed like an easy touchdown. Oh, wow! And I was sitting there and I was looking at you and I was like, this might be something that we regret. Yeah, later on in this yep. game, you like if it that. if it turns into a boat race where we're just like each team is scoring over and over again, we might end up regretting. That one pass, which didn't end up meaning much, but I think that's the only thing I point to during this entire game where I was like, Sean Chambers missed. Oh, yeah, he, and, and it's he, one thing, it's he one definitely play. missed that one. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But the next play, he nails a dart right to Pickering, exactly. And, and that, that relationship that guy has with the Alaskan assassin and Triton Pickering is. It's they don't miss. Those guys are clicking on every cylinder right now. That's where we're so deep at like every single position. It's like we got a ton of tight ends. We got a ton of wide receivers. Mm -hmm. And our running back room, I don't know if anybody in FCS could compete with it. I don't like I don't know of any other teams. No, you're right. It would even matter. No, you're right. It's the running back room is incredible. I can't think of a time where there's two tight ends with as much talent as Derek Snell and Triton Pickering. And then when you decide you want to go outside, you got Clavin Thomas right there. Yeah. Ready to go. Who caught a beautiful ball in the end zone oh, yeah. tonight. That was an awesome. Not to mention, not only did he catch that beautiful ball, but the blocking he did for Sean Chambers' touchdown run, it's the only reason he scored the touchdown. That's because he, of that blocking. I think he may be taking the entire season personal. After that, the one drop pass against SDSU. Like, that's the only blemish that he's had on his record for this year. And every single play, it seems like he's just trying to make up for that one thing and that he did wrong. And that's, that's the kind of, like, part. attitude that you want yeah. to have. You know? And he's been absolutely killing it since then. Would you have would you have thought you'd be saying that right now last season? Uh probably not. Me no. either. I mean, I I wouldn't think that way. And it's it's I think it's gotta be hard to be a wide receiver for the Bobcats. Yeah. Because you're not throwing a lot of passes. No. Like your first and second quarterback who are really on the same talent level. They're running quarterbacks, and then you're running the ball a lot because the running backs are just a huge part of the offense. 
And so you know you have limited opportunities. You're not a team where you're going to drop back and throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. Yeah. You have limited opportunities to shine. And a guy like Cleveland Thomas is going to shine every single time you give him a second. Like, imagining how well he could do on a team where they're throwing the ball a lot Oh yeah, would be insane. No, exactly what you said right there. He had one catch tonight for 20 yards and a touchdown. But that isn't what he was – he had way more to his game tonight than just catching balls. I mean, he was blocking for these guys downfield, doing his darndest just to make sure everybody could get as many yards as they possibly could. I mean, he's got got the all-around package. If he played for Coach Prime – he would have that D on his chest. <laughs> he is a dog. He's a dog for sure. No, I agree. I, I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Um, let's go to the rushing game tonight. Uh, game. Your boy. Ooh, my, Julius my Davis. Dude. My dude, Julius Davis. What oh, were yeah. like, oh, we're trying to think of a nickname for him. Because yeah. like, back in the days of Afonso, I would just yell, hey, we want a Fonse every single time, every single play, because I, I love the running backs. I love the wide receivers. That's my favorite part of football. And we were trying to think of something for Julius that would work. And so you kind of came up with calling him Orange Julius. <laughs> Orange Julius Davis. Let's go. And that's because he's smooth. Everybody he's powerful. loves Orange Julius. Man. Everybody loves Orange Julius. I mean, malls are shutting down. Are like, we, malls are, we... are shutting down all over the country. <laughs> but you will still see an Orange Julius right there. Like, Orange Julius stays around. I was just going to say, are we aging ourselves right now? Maybe. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're not that old, but we're going to seem pretty old here. All... But Orange Julius Davis was smooth and powerful, and he did his job every single time he got the ball. And to our tens of tens of listeners... If you have a nickname better than Orange Julius Davis, type that in. Let us know. Yeah, right on Spotify there. Just send us a question with that name or send yeah. us send us anything. Yeah. Uh we're we're very open for suggestions because Orange Julius Davis is very tentative. We're we're not we're not gonna stick with that, but it sounds good for right now. So yeah. we're gonna go with it. it it's but, not the best thing. We know there's better nicknames out yes. there. But it works for right now. Yeah. Anyway, back to his performance. Dude's a bulldozer. Yeah. He yeah. runs through him. Yeah. And at one point, Eric thought he had a neck roll on. <laughs> he thought he was that big a dog, but he had a neck roll on. And I was like, Eric, that's his hair. Yep. He doesn't need a neck roll. It's already built in. No, I, I'll admit, I mean, he was trucking dudes like a fullback. Oh, yeah. But besides the point, the running game was, once again, unstoppable. There are dudes all over the field that are going to take that bull, ball and they're going to they're gonna gash you. You talk, aside from Sean Chambers running the ball, you have Jared White, you have Elijah Elliott, Julius Davis, Marquis Johnson. I mean, and you can go deeper. Because there's guys that didn't take a snap tonight that are, they're going to hit you too. 
Mm-hmm. How many rushing yards do you think he had tonight? If you had to guess. I'd say... 220? 220, we had 313. Oh, that's way more than I 313 figured. rushing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there were some huge plays all throughout the game. Yeah. And definitely right at the end in a play that didn't end up meaning a whole lot to anybody who's not paying attention to betting. Um, Jared White <laughs> busted out like a, a 25, 25 yard run right at the end. Because yeah. we had we had four hundred and fifty six yards of total offense. That's very good. That's crazy in a in a college football game. Like unless you're at some school like the Oklahoma teams that they used to have and like Texas A and M and stuff like that or Texas Tech. Those teams were putting up crazy yards, but the Bobcats are putting up those same numbers on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. It is one of the most potent offenses I've ever seen any level. And let's be totally honest, Ben. The final score is not accurate. Portland State was gifted seven points by two and I want to say something very specific, but I'm going to say bull crap. <laughs> Calls. The referees were junk. It was, that it was a drive. It was a rough was game unbelievable. for the zebras. Rough game for the unbelievable. zebras. Unbelievable. That targeting call, man. And we were just watching Notre Dame Duke. Yeah. And the same thing happened. Yeah. I get I, the definition of targeting has got to be defined. It has to be defined because this this ticky tack bull crap, horse pucky, horse pucky. This horse go. pucky I like has that. got to stop. I like that. <laughs> I can't even explain how mad I was watching that unfold. The fact that he he should never have been ejected. I mean, it is unbelievable that he got ejected. And the that, only thing to play like Dell's advocate for like one second is that while he's sliding feet first, you're not supposed to touch that quarterback at all. And that's something that defensive players are supposed to know by now. But at the same time, like we said with the Brody Greeby penalty that happened during it, it's so fast paced. Like, how are you supposed to make that decision? Exactly. How no. are you supposed to turn things around right there that quick and you don't dive onto something? You're trying to make a play, you're trying to make your name stand out, and it's just stopped. Nolan Askelson is a senior. That guy knows. The rules of football. He's a smart dude. He didn't. Yeah. He did not helmet to helmet him. Yeah. That, there was no helmet to helmet happen. It wasn't a bonehead play. He, it wasn't like he sat there and was no. like, "I'm going to run into this dude as hard as I can." No, you're and I'm exactly try right. Hurt him. You're exactly right. He was right. sitting there and he was like, "I'm trying to make this play to finish this down because we need to stop him." And when he went feet first, he dove over him. It, incidental contact can't be taken into the play. I mean, you can't teleport yourself mm-hmm. as much as you want to. I mean, he doesn't want to hurt him. Yeah. That's not football. No, they're playing the he's game. To, he's not trying to hurt the guy. No. Targeting, he wasn't malicious in any way, shape, or form. Targeting has got to be defined specifically 
how and you know you you watched me lose my mind on, in the Notre Dame Duke game because yeah. there was another targeting call that was so ridiculous. Yeah. I can't stand he that. Brush the dude's shoulder while yep. he's on the ground. Yep. Yeah. Can't stand that. This this targeting thing has got to get figured out. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times last season I was mad about targeting calls, but every single one of those ones last season I was pissed about is more than what happened tonight. It's showing up. Every one of those had more merit than what happened tonight. That was ridiculous, and we're going to lose him for a half next week. Mm-hmm. Now, further on in that same exact drive, we had a pass interference call. Yeah. That was ticky-tacky at best. It was it was soft touch. It was soft touch for sure. He touched him. He got to him. When the ball was little... in his hands. It was in his hands. <laughs> He got to him early. Barely. He definitely got to him no. early. But no. it was a little early. He did not affect the player's ability to catch the ball because it, the ball was in his hands when he yeah. hit him. No, he did not turn his head around. But it doesn't matter because the ball was already in his hands. Yeah. He dropped the ball. He dropped it. That is not pass interference. He dropped it. You and talk about... a. Yeah. I guarantee you Cleveland Thomas catches that ball. Guarantee it. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt. Yeah. Trey Pickering catches that ball. Oh, Darren Snell stop catches him. that ball. Doesn't stop him at all. Nah, it that, wouldn't matter. That, that is why the score that is represented on the final statistics is wrong. Horse pucky. They gave it's some horse the, <laughs> the refs gave them seven points on one drive. Oh. And... You know, if Eric, it was, for one second, is this the spread talking, or is this you talking? <laughs> are you are you trying to? Are you, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> because did I want the spread to hit? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. But I'm also I'm also willing to eat my money for a Bobcat win. Oh yeah. Hundred percent, and we got a win. Yep, and I just think that we we're the score doesn't show how much better than better than Portland State we are. Oh yeah, for sure. We the, um, it wasn't it wasn't really close. No, honestly, it was, it was still they over. Got a, it was a sixteen point win. Yeah, like and they got a no, garbage time a fourteen. Touchdown. Yeah, sixteen point win. Yeah. Uh, we got a gar- they they got a garbage time touchdown and I think that we are more better than that win honestly oh, yeah. and For and sure. and you take away the gifted touchdown I think that's more where where we are yeah it makes a difference for sure but it, it at the same time it was two highly potent potent offenses it was for the big yeah. side conference. Like Portland State's offense is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Like I think we got to see that for sure. Mm-hmm. They have the qual- quality wide receiver on the outside. They have a very quality running back, and their quarterback is a dog, just like similar to Sean Chambers. Yeah, oh yeah. Like he didn't he didn't have the tools that Sean Chambers gets to work with, but he seemed like a very legitimate quarterback as well. Uh, as we were watching through that first half, I thought Trayton Pickering was going to have like. A major game, <laughs> and like he he still had a really good game. 
He had three receptions for 55 yards. He led our receiving core in everything except for touchdowns. And it kind of speaks to the mentality and like the culture around Bobcat football that I guarantee he has no problem with the fact that Derek Snow went in there and got those two touchdowns. Oh, absolutely not, dude. Trayton Pickering is the ultimate teammate, and Derek Snell is just as much as a, of a teammate. Those guys, watching the, them play together, I'm, who do you think the first person to congratulate is? Yeah, they're always right there. Yeah, they're right there. Those guys are like yin and yang. Yeah, it's the same. It, it starts from the top down with Tommy and Sean. Yeah. Um. As far as the receiving game goes, I think it's safe to say that the tight ends are good enough that we should probably be watching for NFL scouts at this point. That's tough. Am I just being That's a, tough. Am I being a like, homer? I, am maybe, I being a homer? Maybe slightly. Um, when you're talking about NFL level, that is really tough. Because I, a guy like like Pickering, I think he has the talent, the ability, the size. Well, you, all of the all of the measurables. Him. You coached against him. You're, I, you're I, the best I started. Co- I started coaching a year after, oh, but I watched okay. a lot of his games because I was up here in Valier, and he was with uh, NTC. But NTC for our listeners North that don't County. know, name the towns, <laughs> North Two County. Um, the only one, uh, Sunburst, Keevan, is that's, there another one? I don't know. I think that's yeah. good enough, though. It's just <laughs> up there. And uh, he has all of the athleticism and the size yeah. to be that type of yeah. guy. The only thing is I don't know him personally well enough to know if that's something he wants to strive for. Either way, I think that all – all Trayton and Pickering does is do well against every team he faces. It, mm-hmm. Every team, every, I mean, I know we haven't played the best of talent this preseason, but we also played South Dakota State and Trayton Pickering had a great game. Yeah. So that's the best of the best in the FCS right there. Mm-hmm. And, and then tonight, you have a high octane Portland State team coming off a big win. A big win against Cal Poly. I mean, they hosed him. Yeah. And he had a great game tonight. They run through Cal Poly, and then they come to us, and they they stayed on that hot streak through the first half, for sure. It looked like the quarterback for Portland State was going to run for, like, Yo. at least six touchdowns in that yeah. game, the way he was running in the first half. Yeah, I do uh, feel like we, we do. I mean, we have specifically me – has talked some crap about Portland State, but we do need to give some love to Portland State's quarterback and running back specifically. Those guys were electric. Could you imagine playing for like a legitimate team like that and you go to your home games and it seems like they have four fans? (laughs) They ran a Portland State commercial in the middle of this Montana State game. And it was all about how you're supposed to ride the light rail from Portland into the stadium. (laughs) 
And they literally had four fans that got off the bus for their commercial. It's like you can't even round up some students or anything. <laughs> like you're filming a commercial and you can't round up some people and put them in Portland State gear and pull them out there. It's like, could you imagine you you play for if you play for Montana State, you show up and you have nearly twenty thousand strong that are behind you yeah. every single game, yeah. no matter what is happening. And you play for a team like Portland State where it's like you're killing it at your respective position. And then you have crickets every time you do anything at home. No, I, I can't imagine. Because at the very beginning of this podcast, you said their quarterback is extremely similar to Sean Chambers. And you're exactly yeah. right. Because that guy has a laser arm and he can run. And yeah. obviously he can run. He's fast. So the first touchdown he scored, you were like, where's the contain? Where's all this? And I was like, he's also very fast. (laughs) (laughs) That guy is also very quick. Like he looked very fast on that first running touchdown. Yeah. No, they, they have a high octane offense that revolves around their running back and their quarterback. Mm. And obviously it works because Previously, they've scored points against a lot of points. Specifically, one match where they scored, what was it? 91 against North American. We're still not sure if that team is from the United States. Um, It's unconfirmed. They may be from Mexico or Canada. It could have been a Madden. We're not sure. It could have been. Yeah, they could have been playing on controllers. It could have been a simulated game. Nobody I've talked to says they've seen anything about it. I mean, has anybody seen <laughs> North American and the United States in the same room? I haven't. Same? No. I haven't. Could be the same people. Mm-hmm. But regardless, Montana State comes out with a big win. And not only is it a big win... For the year, I think we need to talk about what happened in the rest of the Big Sky Conference. For sure. Today. Yeah. So, so aside from our big Bobcat win today, I think it's a good time to talk about what else happened in the FCS today, specifically North Dakota State losing. At home to University of South Dakota. Yeah. What do you think happens, man? Unranked. Unranked. University of South Dakota. I mean, it's got to change some things up in the top three. Well, North Dakota State was number two. North Dakota State was two. You have to think that after a loss like that, that Montana State's going to move up to that number two spot. Like, they lost SDSU. Potentially, if that one inch of difference doesn't happen against SDSU, we're looking at the number one team in the country. But the way, if they don't move up to number two, and I know it's a coach's poll where there's a lot of voting that goes on and you you don't know who's going to actually get those votes. But you have to think that Montana State's going to move up. Give me some scan, brother. (laughs) Let's go. go. We have to move up to number two. We beat the brakes off of Portland State because it should have been a seven-point 
they should have been they should have lost by seven more points than they actually did because right. that was a that drive was that that drive was what word am I looking for? Because uh, I want to say something, but I it's I a catastrophe. I catastrophe. Thank <laughs> you. It was it was horrible. It was horse pucky. Horse pucky. Horse that pucky. was what I was That's looking the for. Word we won against an unranked team. They lost against an unranked team. We did we, watch the first half of that game. We did. Yeah. And University of South Dakota. They're pretty legit. I their offense was cooking, and well, but, the NDSU defense really couldn't stop them throughout everything we watched, which we only watched like it was twenty-one to three, half and yeah, yeah it was twenty-one to three at halftime. Yeah. The USD was smoking them. Yeah. They, all they did was throw the ball on those guys, and all they did was score. Yeah. It was not close in the first half, and the second half, you know, North Dakota State came back. Yeah, the final score was twenty-four to nineteen. So, unfortunately, USD only scored three in the second half, but it was enough to edge out North Dakota State. So the North North Dakota State defense, much it kicked in something fierce, and their offense just decided to actually start scoring points. Yeah. Um, but you have to think that USD had to, maybe they were playing it safe, trying to be conservative. Trying to play like play the lead, basically. Yeah. Um, that could have been why they came back, but also we didn't watch the game, so what the hell do we know about it? <laughs> um, we were watching more important things. Yeah. <laughs> we're going into uh, bye week. Bye yeah. week for the cats. They have to feel pretty good. I think um, so. They're gonna get plenty of rest for some players that are coming back. Um, do you think Taco Dollar will be back after this break? That's gonna be that's gonna be the question. Yeah, I, it, it's it's tough to gauge. I haven't seen a lot of information. I don't wanna I don't wanna put my voice out there saying yes, but yeah. I feel like it's a there's a good chance. Yeah. Um, Tommy, I think for sure is probably ready to go after the bye. Mm-hmm. But at this point, if he's if there's even a inkling of an injury, I think you you back it off. Yeah. If he has a twitch, like the wrong kind of twitch, then keep him out and play Sean Chambers. I think so. That's what that's what I'll stick with. Um, there there hasn't been a lot of information on injuries just in general. Like even looking at Bobcat Nation and different stuff like that. There's there's not a lot being posted right now. No. There's not a lot of information to put out. I think that's partly to do with the fact that we've been having a lot of blowouts and there's not a lot of discussion to be had Yeah, on forums and stuff like that. It's just like, okay, we killed this team. Okay, we killed this team. Um, yeah. One thing I, I, I now think about that we didn't talk about was like special teams and how last week we were talking about how special teams kind of falling apart. And it might turn into a problem. Yeah. And this week we had a really bad special teams week. Yeah, you know, it was the first touchdown, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They mishandled that snap. I don't know what happened there. We weren't at the game, so we didn't see it firsthand. It was kind of hard to see on the broadcast. 
I I don't know what I don't even know what to say about that. I hope that our special teams gets this under control. I mean, we have obviously we're going into a bye week. They got they got a lot of time to work on things. Mm-hmm. We got Cal Poly the following week. So, I mean, really we got we got basically 3 weeks to work on things. Mm-hmm. Other other than that, I thought I thought the kicker looked all right. Yeah. You know, the those kicks are still tight. Yeah. He's not he's never going to drill one dead dead down that dead down the center. He's not going to do that. I, like I don't think but there's any him. problems with our kicker. Like he's got power and he's the largest kicker in the history of football, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Just a big skinny dude, but he he rails that ball. I'm pretty sure at some point throughout this season He's going to put a hole in the scoreboard behind that end zone. Well, he puts every kickoff through the uprights. So yeah. <laughs> right into the right into the student section. Yeah. So anyway. About like Cal Poly in a couple of weeks. Um, like you said, they lost to Portland State 59-21. Pretty oh. big loss for them. They've won against Lincoln which is a school out of California. They beat them 41-20. They lost to San Jose State. And then they picked up two wins against University of San Diego. And then, oh, that's that's from the previous year, the first one I'm listed. Um, so right now they're not, they're looking at a two and three record. Bobcats obviously four and one. Um, definitely looking like another week where there's not a ton to worry about. Um, their quarterback hasn't really done much this season, and it looks like he has a penchant for throwing the ball away. He's got three interceptions already this season. You know, the Bobcats obviously know how to capitalize on. The oh, secondary, yeah. especially if the quarterback throws the ball in any kind of bad position. I do think we need to talk a little. We haven't spent a lot of time on the defense. The defense was flying around today. Mm-hmm. You know, they they did give up a few. You know, a few plays, but that that's gonna that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought up Brody Greeby. He was in. I mean, he was just all over the quarterback tonight. Rylan Ort, we missed him last year. Mm-hmm. That guy is phenomenal at the game of football. Yeah. He is very, very good. They, also, they, also O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. O'Reilly had a hell of a game. Yeah. He was getting involved in a lot of different places at a lot of different times. The defense as a whole held up very well outside of like the penalties that happened a couple times. Um, Blake Heal had a really nice game. Oh, for he sure. He had two big plays back-to-back there at the end of the game. He had a sack and then a tackle for loss back-to-back plays. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed with what they're getting out of that defense right now. I think that 
I, I don't think there's a team that can come in and drop a massive score on these guys because they are well polished. It'd be really tough for them. It would. At any point. Um, if we're not seeing a three and out from the Bobcat defense, it's surprising. And I think that's probably why sometimes we don't end up talking about them as much. Yeah. Is because they're on the field for three plays. Yep. Every single time. Yeah. They're efficient. They know what they're doing. They go out there, they do their job, and they just work at it. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of kind of sucks for them that they don't get the the credit sometimes. And that's, but still, that's, they're a major part of every win. That's why we're talking about them right now is because they do deserve the credit for what they're doing out there. Those guys are they're flying around the field. They're making the big plays when it counts. And they're limiting, in my opinion, what should have been. Those guys should have only scored 15 points tonight. Yeah. But they were gifted seven. Yeah. They got a they got an early Christmas present. Yeah. They got an early present. Santa showed up, gave him seven points, mm-hmm. eliminated one of our better defense. I don't know, I don't know if I want to say best defensive players. Um and old four one. He pretty he pretty good. But yeah. He's pretty good. Eliminated a very good player off the field. I don't think it'll make a, a huge difference against no. Cal Poly, but you know, that guy wants to be on the field because I mean, he's a senior out of my hometown of Billings, Montana, and you know he wants to be out there. Oh, yeah. You know, he doesn't want to miss any second, especially over a questionable targeting call. No, that was – I hate to get started on that again, but I feel like I'm getting triggered. No, I I, I wasn't trying to trigger you. I wasn't (laughs) trying to start the rant again, anything like that. do we have anything else to say about Cal Poly before we head out of here? I think as far as Cal Poly goes, no. I think as far as Portland State goes, no. Uh, just quick notes. University of Montana barely beats Ohio or Idaho State. Yeah. Barely. Which kind of shows there's, yeah, there's I mean, a lot of holes there. Yeah, yeah, that thing was deadlocked all the way through the game. Yeah. Montana pulled out a, a close win. Uh, Sac State beat Northern Colorado by one point. Oh, damn. So, I mean, you can you can take that however you want, but mm-hmm. Sac State doesn't seem to be quite the powerhouse they were last year. Yeah. Uh, Idaho, they win what looks to be a – bit of a barn burner against Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. which makes our matchup, our home matchup with Eastern Washington a little more spicy, I guess. Yeah, I think that's the first time uh, looking at the schedule more deeply, I think that's the that's the major test, and it's back-to-back with Cat Grizz. I think that's, was that November 11th? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, November 11th for Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington beat UC Davis last week. And they lost to Idaho 44-36 to today. So I think that is uh, maybe our, our best game coming up. Yeah. I mean, 
We have to, I don't, go to, we I have don't to go think, to Sac State. But. I don't think uh, Eastern Washington's record really shows the kind of team that they are. Um, I don't know. They've had they've had some rough games this year. Um, play they they opened up their season playing against North Dakota State, and so it it might be pretty difficult for them. Hopefully, it's a good matchup. What was the score of the North Dakota State game? It was a uh, thirty-five to ten. Oh. It was a pretty rough one for them. Yeah, and then they lost to Fresno State the last week in double overtime. I know we we have to go to Idaho. That'd be a very good game. We have to go mm-hmm. to Sac State. I think that'll be a pretty good game. And Eastern Washington comes home to Bobcat Stadium, mm-hmm. and that'll be. I expect that to be a pretty good game. Oh yeah. Um, as far as confidence, I have ultimate confidence in the Cats to take care of their business coming up. Yeah. Cal Poly, I don't expect to have to worry about the point spread or the over. I mean, I'm not, I'm honestly not worried about much of the season up until Cat Grizz because you always got to worry about Cat Grizz. You always got to think about it a little bit, at least. A little bit. But that being said, you were with me last weekend when I offered multiple people at least seven points for a cat win. Oh, yeah. Open spread. Nobody would take those seven points. Nobody would take it. The cat fans are scared. They may be, like... No, the Grizz. No, fans the Grizz are fans are scared. Yeah, the Cat fans are not scared. No, but the Grizz fans are quaking. Yes, in their boots. They they don't. Which I've never seen this before. They don't want any part of betting against the Cats here because they know they they see the writing on the wall. I mean, I Idaho State is a bottom dweller. Yeah, and they couldn't they couldn't close them out. Great academic school, but nothing as far as athletics. You know, it's, I've never seen a time, because my entire life, Grizz fans have been just pompous, just so elitist, and like, they're always leaning on the entire streak that happened where Montana State didn't win for so many years. And this is the first time ever that I've heard Grizz fans complaining a lot about Hauk and then also not confident in them at all. You know what my dad always says? My dad's worked for the Montana State University for 30 years. And he always says the Grizz fan base runs extremely wide. But it does not run very deep. Yeah, that's a ex- polar opposite of what the cats are. Yeah, it might be a smaller fan base, but we are deep. We'll run with those cats through everything. We earn that fandom. We are diehard, and we—I mean, the, Bobby Hauke is a terrible coach, and we all know it. But that is he's it's like yeah, time has passed him by. That is your school. He's horrible this year. He was not just horrible this year. He was horrible last year. That's true. 
And I think that Cat Grizz this year is going to come down to who can stop the run. And I'm going to put my money on the Cats. Yeah. The defense is looking very good. Yep. Um, we'll see a lot of stuff like we'll have much more talk about Cat Grizz as the season goes on. Um, we're looking forward to Cal State in two weeks. We might record something a little bit next week just for fun, but if not, we'll get, see you guys in two weeks after the Cal Poly game. Sounds good to me. You got anything else to add to tonight? No, I would just like to thank our tens of listeners. Yeah. Thank you for downloading, sharing. Um, if you give us give us a five-star review, we'd really appreciate it. Um, thanks to everybody who's been giving us great feedback as we start this thing, because just something we literally started out of my basement, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we're we're gonna record this thing from any room in any house that we can find. It doesn't matter where it is. We're gonna find a spot. We're gonna do this thing. We've had three podcasts and three different recording locations. Yep. And thank you for dealing with all of our production mishaps and everything. And I hope that I can fix the production of this podcast as we go along. <laughs> but it's only gonna get better and better. And as always, thank you for listening. And go Cats go. Go Cats go.